And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording Saturday, September 30th. And we are slowly climbing closer and closer to Celtics training camp, to Celtics preseason, to Celtics regular season. We are getting there. Media day is in two days as we're recording this. It's tomorrow as you're listening to it. Uh, I'll be there and you'll get a pod from us the morning after media day. So we'll be covering it all. We're getting close. Mm. We're getting real close to Celtics time. It's October now while you're listening to it. We're still in September. We, we haven't got mm-hmm. the October upgrade just yet, but we're getting there, this though. is exciting stuff. I, I'm just it. thinking about the beginning of August where I thought to myself, wow, we have a lot of time left before there's anything real to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And we've done two months of nothing already. How are we going to get there? And we've made it. We have. Wasn't fun. Now. Yeah. Before we get into that, this isn't a ratless thing, but uh, we've taken the intro and just talked about random stuff. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this before. Sam, you are. You're a coffee guy now, but you didn't used to be, correct? There, yeah, when you go into work at four in the morning, it'll change you. It'll sure. whip you into shape. Sure. Are you exclusively iced coffee guy? Like, are you yes. against one or the other? Okay. You're against Yeah, hot I'm coffee. not drinking hot coffee. Because you can't drink hot it's coffee fast. It's the time, though. I got it, and it's it's hot coffee time. It's I don't like the hot. hot. I, I I'm it. quick. I eat quick. I drink quick. Like... I will get a coffee at Dunkin', which is probably five to six minutes away from my house, and it will a large coffee, and it will be gone by the time I pull in my driveway. See, I I get it home. I take the lid off, and then I sip that way so I can drink it faster because the lid the lid is bad. The lid for the mm. hot coffee is useless. So, so you just drink it with no lid. lid. It's impressive. Well, yeah, I just I just pop it off. Although I did spill it yesterday when I did it, but I think we're yeah, safe that's today, that's so. what I'd be afraid of. Speaking of coffee, <laughs> yesterday National Coffee Day. Oh, was did you capitalize on your Dunkin'? No. no, you definitely didn't. I know you're idea. the no. app user by using the, the app, app hasn't worked for me with it. Any purchase app hasn't worked for like me in know, like a month. Would you like to know no. what I purchased? Salted caramel cobra. No, no, for my actual purchase. Oh, at was this Dunkin' or was this some local random Dunkin'? Place? Dunkin', you buy Oof. anything and you get a uh, free coffee. I don't know. What'd you get? A singular munchkin, 35 cents. You're. Maybe the worst. You might not the you might worst. Be the wor- <laughs> How is that the worst? You have to buy something <laughs> to get a free coffee. So I bought the cheapest thing. I didn't even know you could buy singular much. I didn't know that either until early, uh, like last week. I was playing basketball with some friends, and one of them was like, "I'm at Dunkin'. Do you guys want anything?" And the other guy was like, "Get me one singular Munchkin." And the guy actually showed up with a single Munchkin. So I had to the give them only- a little shout out yesterday. The only reason anybody would buy a singular munchkin is just so it is a you have to buy something to get something free. That is the only situation anybody would ever buy a singular small child. No, even even a child could eat two munchkins. Well, they're the people that buy stuff for their dog. You're the worst. There, there's, there's no workaround for, for you doing. Listen, I'm not saying I'm going there any other time to get a single munchkin. That's that's insane to me. I respect it. In I just that's, yeah, you have to respect crazy. the grift on that one. That's what I was going for. Instead, I was met with uh, negativity. It's my job. <laughs> that's insane to me. Uh, anyways, Celtics, Drew Holiday. We talked about it on the last podcast, and since then, um, well, when we talked about it, it was 
just after the Dame trade, and there were like some leaks that okay, these teams could be interested. Maybe now there's an actual report out there from Barry Jackson and Anthony Chang of the Miami Herald. League sources told the Herald that the Heat, Clippers, Lakers, Celtics, Bulls, and Sixers are destinations that quote appeal to Holiday. Uh, that's important because Holiday 33 can become a free agent next summer with the player option worth 37.4 million in his contract for the 24-25 season. Celtics are on the list, though. The Celtics are on the list of teams that potentially interest Holiday. That's a win. I am still fully all in on a Holiday trade. I, I think it's it's the perfect win now move. It's the perfect capitalize on the Celtics contention window move. And I, I'm I'm over the whole oh well they have this many years you need to you know capitalize it for the whole year. We've seen in the NBA that teams have a finite time to win championships with certain cores, right? Look at the Bucs. I'm not saying they can't get back there because they just changed it, but like with the core of Giannis Drew Chris, exactly. But with the core of Giannis Drew Chris, everyone was like, oh, they'll be back. They'll be back. They never made it past the second round again after the title in two years, right? You look at, you know, the Warriors, how things, how quickly things can flip on a dime, right? They, they won the title. The next year, there were a whole host of problems, as we saw, that we'll talk about later. Fingers crossed. Right? Fingers crossed. Yeah, right? And now they're back and they had to trade Jordan Poole. You look at the Raptors, Kawhi left. I'm not saying all these things are going to happen to the Celtics, but like this thought of, oh, the Celtics are going to have 10 plus years of contending. We just don't know that's, that that's going to be the case. And regardless of the pieces around them, if you can secure Tatum and Brown together, you will have a longer window. But in order to capitalize on right now, the next two, three years, Drew Holiday is the best possible move to make to get that sort of deal done i am so unbelievably in on the drew holiday trade i think you just need to capitalize on this current window of tatum together brown Derek white christophs Porzingis, al horford who only has a couple years left uh and then bring in drew at even if that's the expense at the expense excuse me of robert williams he's that good i, I just think you need I, I i'm in i'm in wood <laughs> wood uh yeah, I'm, I'm in for the most part. I really hate the idea of having to give up Robert L. I think they're both important pieces to your success, specifically Horford. I know when we were before the show here chatting about it, you put together your mock train. It doesn't have Al in it. It has Rob. Um, does Portland even really need Rob with Aiton? But that, that's just a tangent thought. We don't have to really harp on it. Um, I don't know. It, it's damned if you do damned if you don't i think on this one like you're probably going to be suffering either way and looking back like damn maybe we should have did it we shouldn't have done it or vice versa like you could be like wow like this was great good thing we did it or you know i would have really loved if they kept grant and kept that cap slot for 13 million dollars yeah. that was something that kind of dawned on me after we finished recording i did tweet about it and somebody was like they can't trade until january i'm not positive that's true i Maybe. i will believe it is true uh so i hope it is that way i'm not that upset but i still think it's stupid that they got rid of that free 13 million dollar slot that they could have had really dumb yeah. that's how the warriors stayed competitive after losing kd at least they were able to quickly rebuild it. Maybe they weren't competitive right away because D'Angelo Russell didn't fit, but they were paying him money. Then they used that contract to trade for Wiggins, and Wiggins became a key piece to their success when they beat the Celtics. If mm-hmm. they didn't do a sign-in trade where they kept that Durant cap slot, you would be looking at an 18th banner in the rafters. But <laughs> they did. They did it right, and the Celtics didn't. So we'll see if they come to regret it. I, I still can't believe they just were like, yeah, okay, whatever. Just 
just walk away for nothing. Yeah, it's that's tough. I thought that was that sentence was about to turn into. I can't believe they lost the finals. I was like, how did we get here? We were talking about Drew Holiday. We're not even close to talking about the finals. Um, John Hollinger, I believe it was, came up with a mock trade that would allow the Celtics to keep Rob and Al. It would gut their depth. It would be Hauser, Pritchard, Cornette, excuse me, Brissett, and a sign and trade with Blake Griffin. So the Celtics would be able to keep excuse me, both their bigs in that sort of deal. But my question is that just completely like takes a massive hit at the value. The Blazers would be getting, you have to bring in a third team to make them interested to take on Brogs and all this other stuff. Is it intriguing? Yes. But also why would Blake do it? Like, why would Blake agree to that? Why would he agree to be signed and traded to a team? He's never going to play for unless he wants to go to the Clippers. Then maybe you throw him in a sign and trade that way. And that'd be good. That'd be a win. Um, but my response to you was legacy. Once we remember, I didn't. I didn't think about that part of it though. Like, if he gets signed and traded to LA, because there is the part that he wants to go back to the the West Coast. So maybe yes, he would like to go to that family. sort of thing. That said, I don't know how badly he wants to go back to the Clippers specifically. Uh, <laughs> that's something I didn't think of. But yeah, he I just th- thinks of you know he spent one year in Boston, loved it, had nothing but good things to say about the place, and uh, he's like, maybe I don't want to be here anymore, but I can still leave a lasting legacy, and they'll respect me forever. <laughs> just yeah. look at Pierce and Garnett; like they were excellent players, but. Every time you look at Tatum and Brown, you can be like, oh, respect. Like you went to the Nets, so the Celtics could could do this and continue to be competitive for years and years to come. <laughs> the most interesting part about all these like trade talks to me is the amount of people that want to give up Horford over Rob. And I understand it, but I, I really think the only context that those people are thinking about is he's younger. Yeah, yes. but he's also crazy as it sounds, even at 37, Al's healthier. Al's a better fit for what the Celtics need. Al can guard. Gian- you give up Al Horford. You have no answer to Giannis. You have no answer to Embiid. You have no answer to Jokic. Like Grant's gone. As much as people don't want to hear that, he was their best defender on those guys and the succession plan, succession plan to when Horford left. And so without either of those, you're going to stick Porzingis on them. And Porzingis is a fine defender, but he's not as good as Horford, not as good as Grant. Not against strong or patient. No. And so, you give that up, you're running a Porzingis Rob front court consistently. And as much as I would like to see that as a starting lineup, um, I think it will be Al. And I think you need to keep Al in the mix for the reason of that defense. Not to mention, you give about the entire leadership core from last season is gone with him and Smart. I, I just, I am, well, I would totally rather give up Rob in a Drew trade than Al. Um, but I don't know. I see a lot of people think otherwise on Twitter and everywhere else. What made you flip on the Horford in the starting lineup thing? Because this summer you really felt it might be Rob or you preferred Rob. Yeah. I still like the upside of Rob, but I think Al is the safer choice, if that makes sense. Like, I think you sort of get the best of both worlds with Al in that starting lineup because a big part of what made the Celtics so great at the start of last season when they were like 20 and two or like they ripped off some crazy win streaks is because of the spacing and the thing that made them not as high of a ceiling is that they weren't running double bigs. So if you can have double bigs and also that floor spacing, I think you get sort of the best of both worlds, even if you're not as dominant with Rob as a roaming defender. So, and I just think like you, like you keep saying as much as I think in theory, Rob and Kristaps could be, have the higher ceiling, just Al off the bench just doesn't make as much sense as Rob off the bench. Like he doesn't have the same flash or excitement. Horford, in theory, will end up being an excellent backup for Porzingis because they have similar skill sets. And 
he can fill that need when Porzingis needs a breather or is hurt or whatever. But it feels like while you have him at a uh, level where he can actually be a contributor consistently, you might as well get as much out of him as you can. Because mm-hmm. Horford's not going to be able to do all this forever. I, at least I don't think so. Does that mean I think he's cooked yet? No. Would be great. I if he could. I, would be great I think if he could. that he was really good in the playoffs at times, and he helped them win that Philly series more than people remember, more than those people that want to trade him remember. Yeah. Right? He's still going to be important this season, especially with a Philly team that they don't know what's going on with Harden. Their whole focal point may be Embiid more so than it has been in the past. So you really need that maybe more than ever. And then you have Giannis, like you mentioned. Who are you going to throw on Giannis? Porzingis? I don't think Porzingis is going to do a great job at that. He could be okay. We could see a whole new level for Porzingis. We don't really know. We do know last season was probably his maybe best ever season as a pro. But he's coming off this foot thing. Haven't seen him play alongside these other guys on the Celtics just yet. There's going to be some growing pains. Hopefully nothing too, too serious. But you don't know exactly how it's going to fit. So having Horford, he's all reliable. Simple. I agree. I agree. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, there's a wide range of betting options including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Again, that's GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Speaking of potential trades with Boston, Mm. the Clippers are still interested in Malcolm Brogdon. Sam, thoughts? I'm just going to let you get mad off rip and then we can actually talk about it. Okay. Yeah, no, I would never do this ever. If you wanted Brogdon, then you should have went and got him in June when it was on the table and the trade was agreed upon and reported. You should have been like, yeah, we'll take Brogdon. Now, it's been months and months since that's happened. The Celtics had to give up Marcus Smart in order to get Porzingis. You should have taken him when you had him. If I'm Brad Stevens, not only not. You send a message to the him. rest of the league, Big Peen, put it on the mm-hmm. table, and be like, look, I don't, I don't mess around. You're going to play hardball with me? Absolutely not. You want Brogdon? Too bad. Ten first, then then maybe we'll give him to you. Not only have Brogdon, basically for free. Like they're giving yeah, up you're nothing. Off Marcus in that Morris, who you want to get rid of? Yeah, that that was crazy to me. But what's even crazier to me, or like that they 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 would have like you said. Oh, we're worried about the injury. Okay, now we're not anymore. Like. Pisses me off. But this is only... like, yeah. All right. Let's pretend we're like a uh, junior, senior in high school. Mm. And uh, it's, it's September, almost October. The homecoming dance is coming up. <laughs> you 
are looking for yourself uh, a date, right? You ask somebody, they say mm-hmm. yes. Then you're like, mm, never mind. I, I don't really know if I want to go with you. Mm. Do you think you're going to be able to come back and be like, actually, uh, something changed. Like, would you actually like to go with me still? No, they're going to tell you to go fuck yourself. This is how life works. This is terrible. If Brad Stevens does this where he doesn't absolutely like take everything they have, take their whole soul, and he does a fair deal, uh, this is a lot of respect lost if he goes back on this and allows them to to bully ball him like this. The only way, if I'm Brad Stevens, that I allow Malcolm Brogdon to end up in a Clippers uniform next season is if it lands the Celtics true holiday. If they can say, hey, we're going to send out Brogdon, we're going to send out either the horde of role players with a Blake Griffin sign and trade or Robert Williams to Portland. But we don't want to give up as many picks. This is how you make up for it and get the deal done. You give up a pick and a pick swap. We'll give up one first. That way we don't have to give up as much draft capital to Portland. If you want Brogdon that bad, that's what you got to do. Yeah, you, you can send whatever apology. you need. Yeah, that, your apology, apology is a pick comes swap. in a first round pick. Yep. Agree. Yeah, I completely agree. <clears throat> that's the only way I would do it. Speaking of Brogdon, though, Still not popping up in Celtic social media posts. Bobby Manning put this out on Twitter. A lot of people have been mm. speculating about this. Still no sign of Malcolm Brogdon in the Celtic social media posts. It appears everyone else has been in the facility over the past week or two. He doesn't necessarily have to report until next week. This just feels like a really bad breakup right now. It feels like the beginning stages of a breakup. And and it sucks because you really kind of want Brogdon back in this lineup if you want them to be at their best. Unless they get your holiday or another like high tier guard, which we've talked about ad nauseum. We've talked about too much <laughs> this summer. Right. This it, this feels like it's just going downhill, though. This whole Brogdon thing. I would agree. I'm kind of sick of seeing it, though. So sick of it. Mm. Nauseous, like you said, at nauseous. <laughs> uh, last time we did the show, though, Brad Stevens, of course, this could be very much a PR move, but he said everybody's back and healthy to the Boston Globe. So he yeah. is saying that Brogdon is back. Celtic Social is saying he's not. I would actually really appreciate it if the Celtics were doing this on purpose. Trying to create a little bit of uh, yeah. turmoil, get the fan base a little nervous, maybe even lower the expectations for Brogdon. Maybe they're trying to, you know, do him a solid as he works his way back from a forearm injury. They're like, damn, the bar is real low right now. It sounds like the guy hates it here and he's going to force his way out and be a pain in the ass. If he shows up and is like decent, everyone's like, damn. What were we all worried about? A lot of pressure off him. Maybe this is strategic from the Celtics media team. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> I, I would really like to see like just a big fat like Malcolm Brogdon appreciation day on social media, and it's just pictures of yeah. him like lifting weights. Look, and it and it's like all of them like at the end of the workout, so he's looking really pumped and he looks big and jacked, and he can appreciate that too. Yeah. I don't know. I I think this whole thing's kind of weird. I I don't think that he's wrong to be upset though. Like I'd be mm. a little p- pissed too. This this was very sloppy. Not necessarily their fault. Again, that's why I would never really deal with the Clippers, at least on this front, because they screwed this all up. This has become a long lasting issue. You had to give up Marcus Smart, and now Brogdon's pissed off too. Get lost, Clippers! Please, please, please. Make things right with Brogdon. I don't want to. I don't want to hear about this. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm sick. Of yep. It. Yep. Or trade him. Or get it over with. Figure it out. But yeah, and you better get some good. True holiday. <laughs> That's all I want. Anything else? Out. Mm. Um. 
Next thing, actually, that's a lie. I'd take Terrence Mann in a deal from the Clippers if you can find a good package. I like Terrence Mann a lot. Local. Um, next thing we have Brad Stevens spoke about Kristaps Porzingis. Um, this was from Brad Stevens press conference, right? At some point, where was this from? You put this on here. Do you know? You remember where you pulled this from? These Brad, the Brad Stevens, Stevens press conference. I believe this was all part of that Globe article that I just mentioned, where okay. he talks about everyone Perfect. being back and healthy. Yes. Okay. So we talked about Kristaps Porzingis. Kristaps has been running up and down the court the last few days. I thought the progression that his trainers there in Latvia, our trainers here and everyone came up with to get him back so that he could avoid any lingering was key. Uh, he feels great. I just literally talked to him on the phone on my way here. He said he feels good. I like this team. We've been lucky that year. Uh, excuse me. We've been lucky that year in and year out, we've been in the mix and have had a chance. We'll see if we take all the appropriate steps to put ourselves in that position, but we have a lot of flexibility. We can play big and small. I like obviously our experienced guys that everyone knows their name. I like those guys a lot. They can help lead it, but I like it a lot of our younger guys and what they can ultimately become. We may not see the game to write. We may not see that game to game right now, but I've been impressed the way they've been working. I'm excited about that mix of guys. Stevens in on the team. Porzingis seems like he's ready to go. This is the type of quote that gets me amped up for the season, man. I just want to watch Celtics basketball. I, I'm, I'm so I couldn't ready. be more excited for Celtics basketball after uh, months and months of rock, paper, scissors, Dame talk. Uh, will paper, player X get traded? Mock yeah. trades reacting to Bleacher Report articles. I'd much rather react to even Brad Stevens propaganda talking about Kristaps pumping him up. It is good to hear he's healthy. He looked healthy in that video they shared on social. So let's see him cook preseason a week away as you're listening to this. The eighth first preseason game. I'm ready. I'm ramped up and ready to go. All right, Sam, you wrote an article for Celtics blog that came out today. Sure did. You wrote a lot of words for this. Do you want me to pull it up or do you want to pull it up and, and react to it? Uh, you, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. Let me go to the top All right. here. I will preface it while you're pulling that up. So Sam wrote an article called Celtics Nation Hater Index Power Rankings for All the Necessary the Spite. I did not know what to call it. <laughs> yes. Towards all 30 NBA teams. Basically ranking, if you are a Celtics fan, this is the order in which you should be hating or, or rooting against each of the other teams around the league. For the Is this specifically for the upcoming season? Is this going to be an inaugural article for uh, you? I think I'll try and do one of these every year because there's more stuff to talk about. Mm. But yeah, you see this super cool picture of Tatum in his dripped out jacket, right? Uh, okay, <laughs> so the inspiration for this. The Celtics, though they've been very successful since winning in 2008, it's been a while, right, since they yeah. won a title. Yeah, the last two seasons that ended in very disappointing fashion, they were just about to beat the Warriors. I talk about at least once a month. And then this year... They go down 2-0 or 3-0 to the Heat, battle back, get everyone's hopes up just to shit the bed in Game 7. So you gotta, you got to take some of the anger out. It's not even fun to watch a team when they're supposed to win. That is a take I stand by. It's not fun when your team's good. Because when they when they win, it's not like a surprise or exciting. It's, it's just a relief. Yeah, it's just yeah a relief. exactly. It's just a relief. Um, so I went through all of the 29 other teams. I used a little bit of a system where I rank uh, if there's a rivalry, if there's any real reason to root against them, meaning uh, perhaps a team has a draft pick, right? Or, and then there's, if there, is there a grudge factor? Grudge is more loose. It can be something I don't like personally. It can be 
the Heat beating the Celtics in the playoffs last year. It could be a lot of things, right? So I factored all of those. I gave them a score from one to five, sometimes a little bit, or zero to five, and sometimes a little bit out of that range. But the the standard system was zero to five. So we'll start this one off. The first team, Memphis. This is an easy one. You should be rooting for Memphis. Uh, Marcus Smart got traded there. The Celtics took him to the woodshed, traded him kind of unfairly. And that'll be the second team I root for. That was kind of a take when he first got traded. You really don't want, you do want a secondary team to root for. It makes it kind of fun in the playoffs, right? That could be your little excitement team. Uh, Next up, Spurs. Spurs have been kind of helpful to the Celtics. They kind of give you a little bit of flexibility in trades. They gave you Derek White, uh, helped you out there. They took Noah Vonley off your hands, let you dump that salary. Brad has a great relationship with Greg Popovich, it seems. So as long as the two guys are getting along doing trades, yeah. Wish the Spurs best cut and Wemby's cool too, right? Uh, Pacers. This one's an interesting one. One, they gave you Brogdon for free. Two, in exchange for Brogdon, they got Tice. Tice, one of my personal favorites. Always thought he was a great Celtic. Terrible whistle, as you can see him get kicked in the face here. Uh, Utah, Danny Ainge. So this is the only one with a rivalry scale and a grudge scale earlier, a negative rivalry scale. Uh, So Danny has the respect of all of us, but he did kind of lie about retiring. So that's why they're kind of amongst the other friendly sure. teams towards the top of being like, maybe I don't want them to win. Minnesota, this one just dated back to the KG trade. McHale kind of gave the Celtics him for free. Didn't have to take Rondo back. Just was like, yeah, give us all the other guys. And it worked out well. Celtics won a title. Denver, we've reached the region where I kind of don't care. Uh, the only <laughs> thing I could really complain about here was that one time the rims were so bad that we all had to sit around for a while. That was terrible, right? Put the video in. Uh, in Jokic, see myself in Jokic. He kind of hates going to work. <laughs> I think we all kind of do. We wanted to go true. home. Yeah, respect. Uh, Portland, much more respect now that they didn't send Dame to Miami. That's for sure. Nothing really substantial there. Pelicans next. No beef because Zion ate it all. That was the punchline. That one. Charlotte, who cares? They uh, Hayward went there. All right, whatever. They paid him. Didn't work out. OKC, grudge scale. Couple bad losses. Yeah. Last couple of years. There was that one where they snapped a long, long losing streak. That was the 21 season in Boston. Ty Jerome cooked them. And then there was that game they beat the piss out of the Celtics last year and scored 150 points, pissed us all off for a week or two. Kings. This was my favorite of like the teams you should like. So the Kings are very likable, haven't had a lot of success. Celtics had their pick in 2019. That was their best year since 2006 when they last made the playoffs. Other than that, terrible. Bad picks. Celtics could have got Jaw, uh, Fat Zion, perhaps. Maybe Darius Garland. This was a time when they needed a point guard. It was a Kyrie was leaving. Imagine yeah. if they had Jaw. Pew, pew. Uh, Suns, just the KD not going to the Celtics. That was probably the main factor there. You got the Wizards for that playoff series in 2017. That's really the only thing. And also Gallinari being like, I can't wait to play at the Garden again. Mm. Orlando, they had some good wins against the Celtics last year. They went 3-1 and one against Boston. And also Celtics had a couple matchups with them back in uh, the Big Three era. So there's that. Chicago, they will be in the group stage. This is the, oh, as will Orlando for this in-season tournament. Had that 2009 series, but there's no real, real grudge here. Brooklyn. Brooklyn hmm. might be the first one that I had a lot to say. Hmm. 
Of yeah. course, there was the whole. This was really stems from the pre Kyrie exit, right? Because yeah. even before he left, their fans they wanted him. They did a Kyrie's leaving chant. You had this Nets Daily account say the Nets broke the Celtics. People don't forget. People don't forget Celtics beat the piss out of him in the playoffs, beat the piss out of him for Kyrie's last game, which they won by 40, and they requested mm. a trade to the Mavs. Uh, Toronto, they've actually kind of grown into a little rival for me, right? Really? These last couple of years, that 2019 championship gave him some guffed, and then the bubble series was a motherfucker. Uh, mm. Houston, Eme, people might root for Eme. Somebody said this in the comments, but he really – threw a wrench into the season last year so we can all kind of like look down on him for that if even if you like kind of think it might might be not that big of a deal you might think it is a big deal you don't know what the reports say whatever whatever your stance is on it you can agree that the incident celtics bad 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 vibes from this it was selfish regardless of how you feel yes, what selfish. they should have done it was there a selfish go. thing that he did yes as i scrambled for the words uh pistons this is a really one for the old heads shout out you guys show him Show him, show him, show and, him. Uh, so there was the 80s rivalry, and then uh, bonus. Yeah. Pete, the GOAT. I love Peyton. Little grudge, they haven't made him real. He is not real yeah. yet, but he's there. <laughs> if you're on if you're on the audio, you're missing out. on. Uh, there are a few Peyton, things I love sure. more than Peyton. Yeah, I kind of forgot about him. I was writing this. I was like, he's back. Hawks, mm. that series last year was real pain in the ass. That's really the big, big take there. Cavs. Mm. When I was making my list, I didn't realize how high up I should have him. I think I might even had Atlanta over them. But then I was like, well, the Celtics play the Cavs a lot in the playoffs last decade with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, even before when when they had the big three and they sent LeBron packing, which people forget about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good battles last year. All the games were really good. Celtics lost in overtime three times and to the Cavs. Something you didn't even mention here. They have a uh, big complainer, Max Struess, on the team now. So They do have Max Struess. That's right. Yeah. And then, but they did give me the funniest loss I've ever seen. It's great. This is true. We were watching that together. That that was the best game we could have possibly. That was so fun. Knicks rubs hands together. So I might have the Knicks too high on my list, but I think their fans are the worst. I think the league loves them too much, and I don't get it. They've been in the league since its inception in 1946. So have the Celtics. Celtics 15 extra titles. Uh, don't know why the Knicks have that historical guff. I hate the uh, they need to be good because the league is more fun when they are. Is it really? I don't care. They haven't won a title in over 50 years. I think a lot of people have had a lot of fun since then. Uh, Mavs. There he is. Kyrie. Rat. King Rat. I will plan on re-signing here next summer. Uh, you got the, let's see. You got the stomping the logo. You got the middle fingers. And uh, Luca making the two game winners too. Little factor. And they beat Boston on KG Day. Two little tidbits I forgot about. Milwaukee. Uh, good rivals over the last, what do you want to say, five years? 2018, 2019, 2022. Yeah. They played each other in the playoffs. That's three matchups. Quick time. Dame's a real pain in the ass, too. Get ready to learn cheese. Um, they they had some good playoff series. That 2022 was one that really pissed a lot of Bucks fans off because Middleton was hurt. Clippers, next. We talked about them already. They can kick rocks for the whole Brogdon trade. Sixers got the song embedded in here. I'm not going to play it. Uh, <laughs> they are a historic rival, but it was really hard to write mean things about them because you see them as like a harmless little brother because they never beat the Celtics when it matters. 
It's true. Yeah. Like they've played this out. They played Celtics in uh, 18. They played them in 20. They played them in 22. No, they did not. They played them in 23. Lost all of them. They haven't been the Celtics in a playoff series since 1982. So it's very yeah. hard to really have any real like ill will towards them other than they really, really want to beat the Celtics. It's their Super Bowl anytime they get to play them. Miami, this is a budding one. Uh, the rivalry scale is there, spanning over the last 15 years, right? Mm. Celtics beat up on them before they got LeBron. LeBron comes, Miami takes it back, and then they had this little back and, back forth, and forth over the last three years now. Three Eastern Conference Finals in four years. That'll do it. Golden State. Beat the Celtics in the finals. Celtics have their pick. That's the big one. If you're really going to put your energy towards anybody, it's it's Golden State because it's only top yeah. four protected. It's not even lottery protected. If they're like the fifth worst, you're you're eating well in this. Is this draft. the highest the highest logistical scale on the list? Yeah, it's really the only one. This would have been more fun like seven years ago when Celtics had a zillion picks because that would yeah. really be a factor. But if I do this next year, then uh, it'll be a factor there. And then of course they've just had like a good rivalry in general, like. They yeah. they came in the garden with a 24 game win streak or whatever to start that 16 campaign after the 73. No, that was the 73 and nine campaign. And then Celtics beat him at home to snap a 54 game win streak at Oracle. And since then, it's been a really great deal of regular season games. And they finally met in the finals. And then the Lakers. Even this last course. year. Lakers, yeah. yeah. First, Rats, LeBron, Rat, Lakers, Rats, Anthony Davis and his dad, Rats. Terrible. Just you should never root against uh, root for the Lakers in any circumstance. And Gabe Vincent. I hope that was not too boring for people just listening to me read it. No, it was good. And go read the whole thing because there's a lot more fun stuff in there. It's not going to sit here reading like almost seven thousand words on the podcast. Yeah, (laughs) my brain melted writing it. But go go look at it seriously. I worked really hard. Go check it out on Celtics blog. And maybe on the YouTube page if we can do that. But it'll be on Facebook. I'll probably post it Mm. uh, sometime. You'll find it. You'll find it. But moving on, let's check in with our email from RJ. RJ sent us a bunch of emails. You're We're going to go over all of them. I'm going to take a, take a breather. <laughs> Sam's going to take a breather. We're going to start with a bit of a joke. This isn't an actual uh, <laughs> thing. But last podcast, Sam said he uh, he enjoyed eating the Eucharist from, from church. He said to follow up on the calorie count guessing, have Sam go to different churches and to do a body of Christ taste test and compare the Eucharist taste at different congregations called Can Sam's International clip, House of Worship. Put the clip of me <laughs> saying uh, it's nothing like slamming back the body of Christ or whatever I said on the last show. I can try. That's a big, that's a big ass. I could probably just sit here slamming back the body of Christ. <laughs> I, gotta have to well, I, I would sit pod. back. I mean, I stand by it. Good snack. I, I think uh, the wafers at church taste good. I think they do. It would be kind of funny to just go around like pizza reviews like Dave Portnoy and just be like, all right, we're here at uh, St. Kevin. <laughs> would be fun. Would be funny. Uh, next sure thing, nerding out over that. nerding out over training camp contracts. Morning, guys. Well, it is here in San Francisco. Uh, this was one in the afternoon when he said this, but it was morning for you. With the addition of Jordan uh, 
Shaquille to the Celtics camp roster. I saw his deal described as a non-guaranteed training camp contract, which seemed unnecessarily vague. So per spot track, he's on an exhibit 10 deal like Taylor Funk. Lamar Stevens is being shown as exhibit nine, which provides the Celtics with monetary protection in the event that Stevens gets injured during camp. The path for exhibit 10 guys seems to be exhibit 10 for camp and it either gets converted to a two-way deal or the player gets cut and has the option of signing in Maine and staying with them for at least 60 days in order to get whatever the cash bonus is. If he doesn't take the main deal, no bonus is paid. For the Exhibit 9 contract, is Stevens basically on the Boston squad, and the Eggs 9 language is just to protect the Celtics wallet. <clears throat> Happy to be as close to training camp. To quickly answer this, I am not an expert on this at all. I am not versed on this well. From what I found when I researched this, Exhibit 9 and Exhibit 10 deals are very similar. It just seems like Exhibit 9 deals are more likely to transfer to a roster spot because the oh. team and the player has more security. So this seems like... The Celtics saying we don't want to secure Lamar Stevens into the final roster spot just yet to provide ourselves with a bit more flexibility. But if he plays well in training camp, it does seem like he should be on the roster. So I'd expect to see Lamar Stevens on the team next year. Exhibit nine is kind of just like we're not going to fully commit yet just to give us flexibility. But like there's a little more security than just a training camp deal. So I feel like in my life, I'd like to be just an exhibit nine person like don't really have to commit to anything too, too much. Like, oh, do I feel like yeah. going to this plan today? Exhibit nine. We'll see. Would be nice. I, I like that idea. RJ asking, can the Celtics finally put the pace in pace and space? Hey, guys, I know that pace and space usually refers more to moving the ball quickly in the half-court offense. But given the Celtics' age advantage minus Big Al relative to much of the East, and with guys like White and Pritchard being given the keys to the point guard spot, how likely do you think it is that the Celtics can truly play up-tempo offense this year? How likely is it that such a shift could get the Celtics into the 61 territory? Inspired by your discussion of the decline of the Bucs and defense after the lower trade, I feel like the Celtics might play slower this year, if anything. I mean, you've got two big guys. You're probably going to be running two bigs instead of instead of a four, you know, <clears throat> or one big lineup. I think you'll see a bit more running, I guess, with the Jays and Derek White, but, like, Porzingis isn't going to be running as much as Tatum was at the four. Horford's probably going to be out there starting. Like, I think they play quicker in the half court. And I think that's just a product of them building chemistry together. As far as the 60 wins, I don't know if they'll get there, not because I don't think they're good enough, but because of how good the rest of the East is. But I don't know. I feel like they might slow it down a little bit in, in the grand scheme of things, but you might see the ball zip around quicker in the half court, if that makes sense. So I'm the king of they should win every single game. But to be fair to them, I think they could deal with some growing pains this season. I'm not sure how well everything's going to go with a big sh loss in smart. You've lost smart. It's the first time they've been without smart in nine years. Not it's the first time Brown or Tatum has played on a team without him. Not to say he's the end all be all, but it is a little bit of a shift. Uh, we'll see how Porzingis fits in. He might need some adjusting because this topic is in general is a big topic. Who knows? What are they going to do on offense? They have to figure that out. I think I personally, like the idea of running more. I'm a big run guy. When I play basketball, I always run. I'm always out in transition. I get mad when people don't run with me. But I also think that there is value in them learning to play slow, specifically so it translates to the end of games. We've seen them struggle to finish games for years and years now. Having an extra low post presence could be something that makes it easier on him. I've said it a zillion times this summer. It's really not that original of a thought anymore for me. But I, I'm curious to see how it affects them. 
I would love to be able to rely on the Celtics in close games. You haven't really been able to do it since what? 2018. I think Long they were time. pretty good in comeback wins and in finishing off games. Long they time. haven't won a championship because they can't finish games. Even not, not, mm-hmm. not even the 2022 season. They can finish games last year. They win. They, they go at least to the finals. They beat Miami. They win games one and two. You just yeah. can't be a, a juggernaut team and not be able to win close ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like they don't necessarily have the personnel to run as quick because they played a lot of two guards, two forwards, one big li- lineups last year. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're probably going to be playing a lot of big lineups this year. Um, next thing, can find a, quote, trade partner. With the fallout of the Lillard trade to Milwaukee, there are now four available guards that in theory could be moved before the season starts. My question is who realistically could be the market for them? This means finding a trade partner who matches up in terms of desiring players, cap considerations, all the stuff. Four guards I'm thinking of, including what they would bring to their franchise are Drew Holiday, defense, <clears throat> shooter, teammate, downside is the contract, body healed, shooter, cap hit, contract expires is the downside, James Harden, contract expires, a lot of bad stuff. Uh, Tyler Hero, okay, not really, but one of these times, your thoughts? <sighs> Let's each give one team we think they could fit on. That that's that's the way that I, I think. Have okay, a sure. S- s- succinct conversation. Drew Holiday, first one. Boston Celtics. Um, do we want to nix the Celtics from these conversations so we can actually <laughs> talk about it, or do we, can I include the Celtics? Uh, go ahead, put the Celtics. The Celtics. I mean, the Celtics. That's my that's mine for Drew Holiday. I think he should be boss. I'm all in. I'm all in. What about you? What, what's a team for for Drew Holiday? If you could also like to say it, you can. But um. I heard the Warriors. I think that one's kind of interesting. I've heard people talk about him playing off the ball, and that was really his strength. And I mean, listen, he was good in Milwaukee as the ball handler, but he may be able to thrive in an off-ball role as well. He shot well from three. He's a definitely a better fit than Chris Paul, and that's a team that has salary to match. It's not that hard for them. Uh, Portland may take the Chris Paul deal, maybe, if they really want him to Kuminga mentor, maybe is the highlight. Kuminga is the highlight for them. Yeah, and then you could – I saw something – I thought some, somebody in the athletic say like the Warriors is the best because they could do something like Kuminga could fit in at the four for them perfectly. Then you could float Chris Paul out there. They, they said something like take Ben Simmons in a second back, let Chris Paul organize the offense in Brooklyn and then just get an dr- extra draft pick and eat the Ben Simmons contract because he won't be good in two years anyways. So <clears throat> I don't hate that. Um, next, Buddy Heald. I will go with the Lakers, and I know you're just going to dislike that, but if we're going teams that make sense cap-wise and could use him, D'Angelo Russell and a first-round pick and a second for Buddy Heald makes all the sense in the world. You get the perfect complementary piece for LeBron and AD. You have Austin Reeves and Gabe Vincent to run the point already, so you don't need D'Angelo Russell. And if you're the Pacers, you get a first-round pick, which is in the future, which could be good for the Lakers. Uh, Well, the Lakers could be mid is what I mean, so the pick could be okay. You get maybe a second or something else back, and you get an extra year of finding a trade for D'Angelo Russell, right? D'Angelo Russell isn't the perfect fit in Indiana. He's far from it. He'd probably be best suited as a six-man role on that team, which he might not love. But you have an extra amount of time because he has two years left on his contract to find a trade for him. I think that would have to wait till some point in the season because the Lakers just resigned him. But I like that idea and the fit all around for both sides. I don't really have like a concrete answer for you. I think Philadelphia could be interesting. They have that Tobias mm-hmm. Harris contract they could throw around. I don't know if the Pacers really want that, though. Pacers are trying mm-hmm. to compete, too. They have Tyrese Halliburton now. They were actually really good when he played. All of that stuff. I do think they could have value in adding Tobias Harris, somebody that's played in, in more real games than a lot of guys on their roster. I don't know how the money matches up. I think they would have to also send some other stuff out to match it. But 
Philly could use the shooting. Makes sense next to Embiid if they're going to keep Harden around too. That's two guys that really thrive on the drive and kick or the just kick offense, I guess. So, yeah. sure, Philly. Yeah. Um, James Harden. Oh, by the way, Buddy Heald, another one, Orlando, I think would be great for Buddy Heald. That'd be oh, perfect. I wrote about them uh, <clears throat> on fan side. James Harden. I really think the Clippers are the only team that makes sense for him, and they seem out on him. There's just, like, no place that would acceptably, like, take him in because of everything he's brought. Like, there, there no mm. team would be willing to give up assets outside of the Clippers, in my opinion. And I don't know if the 76ers want to do that. This this is – the James Harden thing's a mess. It's just a mess. Shanghai Sharks. Yeah. Okay. He really Swift wants to play in China. He threatened to play in China this summer. If the NBA could make trades with teams in other leagues, it would be the greatest thing ever. Because mm-hmm. I bet I bet a lot of got less guys would cause problems. If mm-hmm. you could be like, listen, I'll just send you here. Hell if I yeah. care. <laughs> um, you know, I'm gonna dip right back into the well just because I want to be different. Tyler Hero, magic. Why not? Take a chance on it. Guards. But but trade Mark Fultz and Cole Anthony. Trade Markel okay. Fultz and okay. Cole Anthony for Tyler Hero. Run Anthony Black, Tyler Hero, Jalen Suggs as your three-man guard rotation with Gary Harris giving you some extra guard wing minutes. And then you have a core moving forward of Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, Tyler Hero with some flexibility like around the edges to move with picks and other like contracts in Jonathan Isaac and Gary Harris. Like If they were to take a swing, I wouldn't hate Tyler Hero. But they might want to wait for something like more solidified, like this will make us a, a title team. Because Tyler Hero is great, and the upside is there. I believe that. I still like Tyler Hero as a player, but maybe they wait. Um, Man, I, I don't really know who's trying to go get Tyler Hero, though. Maybe does Brooklyn go after him in some capacity? They've, they've been rumored to be interested like in that. somewhat this summer. Chicago. I don't think Miami's trading him. They don't really have room. Does Port- Portland doesn't want him. They didn't want him for Dame. They're not going to give him Drew. True. That'd be the funniest I, I, thing. If I'm Portland, I'm not dealing with Miami. Same with Celtics and Clippers. Like, same thing. Like, out of spite for this whole summer of being a pain in the ass, you're not getting anything from me. I agree. Uh, Hero, I would, if I'm Brooklyn, maybe. Kind of fits their, you know, age group of Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, mm-hmm. even though Cam Johnson's kind of older than you think. And just kind of trying to build something for years to come. That would be interesting. Uh, can San Antonio do anything to get him to try and put him next to Wemby to already start assembling pieces next to Wemby? That would be interesting, I think. Could be a stupid thing for me to say, too. I don't really know. I don't know if they can match salary. I don't know. I don't think Miami has a reason to trade him now. He doesn't seem all bent out of shape because of this whole summer. I agree. I agree. And then the last thing, we talked about this so we don't have to discuss it, but RJ said, I don't think the Celtics should push all in to get Drew from Portland. He's a very good player, absolutely. But the way the Celtics and NBA are trending, I think we've passed the window where Holiday is the right fit at the trade piece. Price, excuse me. Brad has been working to remake the roster with taller, more vertical above the rim guys. As the league continues to move that way, last year Brogdon was the tallest point guard of the team. Gallinari would have been the tallest strong forward, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Even a guy like Justin Jackson was a give was given a go because he stood at six, eight this year. He's added seven footers, Porzingis and Kata replacing Griffin and Kevin Gale. We lost Marcus and Grant, but added a bunch of taller wings. I don't see Brad reversing the course going six, three 33 year old holiday while giving up depth and draft picks where I do see the Celtics getting involved is a helper helping steer holiday to Western conference destination. Uh, anyways, I had to cool off about it. Take care. I get it. But Drew Holiday's Drew Holiday. Like, like height aside, uh, all this aside, like he plays a lot bigger than he is. He is the same height as Marcus, but he plays a lot bigger than that. Like, I, I just think the fit's too good that you you ignore, like, the what? He's two inches shorter than Brogdon. That doesn't matter if he's, like, a better defender, in my opinion, at least. I, I get what you're saying, though. I'm, like, lukewarm on the, the 
Drew Holiday stuff now. Like it, it was really End. like fun. No, sure. like I don't. If they do it, I'm not gonna be upset. But it's just like I don't really know if I really want to give up Al Horford or Rob Williams. Like the salary makes it very difficult for me. I would give up picks for him. I just don't want to screw with this roster too much because I think all the pieces that are there are there for a reason. You're too late into the off season. I mean, the season's already starting kind of next week. You can't like adjust on the fly. You can't make supplementary moves too, too much right now because other teams aren't eager to make trades because they're trying to see what they have. I Mm -hmm. understand like this Dane thing happened at a bad time where Portland has an asset that they're not going to keep and other teams want it. I I just don't know how much it's going to benefit. It's not going to benefit the Celtics without also hurting them. That's what a trade does, but uh, I'm lukewarm on it. I'm not going to be upset if if they do it. I, I like him. I think he's a good player. Wood. I stand by my wood. <clears throat> Anyways, they, if they on. can do yeah. it without really hurting themselves, <laughs> yes, fine. Uh, last Celtics thing we have, Jason Tatum elected not to have surgery this summer. This came from a report hmm. from Ramona Shelburne of ESPN, I believe. It said Tatum opted to not have surgery and instead decided to receive a cortisone shot after speaking with specialists. Uh, Shelburne reported on NBA Today. He told Shelburne that his wrist feels very good. And my response to that is, you better shoot very well with it, or you should have gotten the surgery. <laughs> yep, I was literally about to say the same thing. I was like, well, I don't want to hear another word about, oh, he might be yeah. hurt, because he had an opportunity to fix this issue he's dealing with, and apparently was dealing with all last season. The numbers would tell you that's true. I don't want to hear about it anymore. You had a chance to fix it, I guess. I guess. I get people not really wanting to have surgery if they don't have to. Uh, I would probably be the mm-hmm. same way. I wouldn't want to lose all that time in the summer to – hang out, do what I want and also train and get better. But yeah, I'm sick and tired of this Tatum might be hurt saga. Went through all last season. It wasn't a dominant talking point on our show, but it was on Twitter. People were talking about it and it was a real issue. Fine, but play better. Don't suck. Win an MVP. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But that's the last thing. Uh, moving in two of us, <laughs> me moving into the NBA section. Uh, we can quickly go over some of the other Drew Holiday rumblings coming around the league. We have a lot of bullet point news from the NBA, so we won't spend too much time on any of them because uh, we do have a lot to get through before we get to the rat list. Uh, I'm just going to run through all this holiday stuff that we have here. Then we can briefly discuss if we have any thoughts on it because there is a lot of like stuff that's come out after Drew Holiday joined the Blazers. Um, sure. Ian Begley of SNY. Teams have shown interest in Holiday, because, he, but he prefers to be in a situation where he can win and sign an extension. Obviously, we figured the win part, but that sign extension part is important. Um, I'd be fine with a Porzingis like extension, like two years, X amount of money each. Like, mm. I feel like that's what the Celtics would offer, which is fine. Um, the Kings are supposedly out on holiday, whatever. There's a report that the a hardened holiday three teamer to get him to the Sixers is unlikely. Uh, Anthony Chang and Barry Jackson, the Miami Herald. There are a number of teams interested in holiday. This is the part where the Celtics were, uh, you know, a part One of the, the teams the that would appeal. Heat. Yep. Heat, Clippers, Lakers, Celtics, Bulls, Sixers. Um, Zach Lowe also mentioned the Knicks and the Pacers would show interest. And my question off that was who has the best package for Drew Holiday, in your opinion, Sam? I still think it's the Warriors. Mm. I just I just think they have like the easiest avenue to get there financially. I suppose Philadelphia with Tobias Harris, but I don't really know how many picks they have. Um Chicago, he's not gonna want to go play there. They don't really have anything that um Portland's gonna want back. Patrick Williams, Williams, maybe. 
He's, he's you know what? I'd, you know what? If I want on Portland, though, if I'm Portland, I want Pat Williams and Chicago's draft picks because those picks yeah. are going to be really good. Had picks? <laughs> yes, they have all. They can trade all their picks, all but one, I think. Um, okay. So they, they they could they could make that move. Mm-hmm. I like the um, the Knicks trade. I know you don't love RJ Barrett, but in terms of a trade asset, that's probably like something pretty good you could get if you're the Blazers if you want to squeeze it out of them. Um, yep. <clears throat> I like the Pacers. I think they could find something there. Like you reroute Buddy Heald. Maybe you squeeze him out of some of these younger guys like on their bench, like in there, Neesmith, Andrew Nimhard, like some of these wings, although those are guards, so they might not want them. The Lakers, I don't see. There's just no real way that they would get something that that they would want. Like maybe Jalen Hood, Shifano, but you have guards already, so there's no point. The Clippers, again, I don't see it without a third team involved. The Heat, I'm not dealing with the Heat if I'm them. I like the Celtics and Robert Williams and Peyton Pritchard. I like the Bulls and Patrick Williams. And then the 76ers, like they would need a third team, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's weird. It would probably come down to draft picks at that point. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and we can move on to the next thing. The Suns are the new Heat, question mark. Oh, uh, yeah, they, they've been interested in everybody. There have been two reports that came out that the Suns one, we're interested in Kyle Lowry as a potential, okay, can we, you know, <laughs> get this done with the Heat, which would have just been all time if they, they got that done that way. Yeah. That would have been hilarious. Uh, they're also interested in TJ McConnell, and that one actually kind of makes sense because they they could trade some of these packaging salaries together. The Pacers could, you know, clear up their guard room a bit, whatever. But it's just funny that the Suns are now turning into the team that says, oh, they're interested. They're, they're interested. They want this player. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. I think it is funny, too. But I think it's funny for a different reason. I think the Suns are kind of like they, you know, you see the Celtics post where all these guys are back at the facility, etc. Guys are starting to show up, and they're like, "Damn, like who's that guy? Who's who's that guy? He's supposed to play minutes? What? We need more help for these guys. We're paying a lot of money for Brad Bill, KD, Booker, <laughs> and now Nurkic, who kind of sucks. Uh, compared, to, I'd rather have uh, Aiton than him. Maybe not on that mm-hmm. team, but in general." I think um, the big thing is the salary. Like you cut that eight and salary up into a bunch of smaller salaries to help trade. You get Grayson Allen, Nas Little. Like you get some role. Well, players. that was part. Of, that's part of why they did that. Like they yeah, had to yeah. take that negative downgrade of Nurkic, so yeah. they can bring in a Grayson Definitely. Allen who has played real minutes in a playoff series. He hasn't always been the greatest. The Celtics have uh, beaten up on him a few him. times, but yeah, they're realizing. Oh man, we need some more help. Like who we rely on. Who? Who's that guy? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> TJ McConnell, he's a fine player. He doesn't make that much money. He's they could probably player. get him. Kyle Lowry, I don't think is that much uh, of a realistic option for them. Not anymore. It was pre-Aiden trade. <clears throat> that would have been a facilitating for a damn trade, I think, to Miami. Okay. Um, next thing, I assume you saw this. This isn't on the sheet, but I remembered it. Oh, I was like, Dame... I put this on the sheet. <laughs> Did you see this? On the... It was this on the sheet? No, no. The thing that I thought was just next on the sheet. Oh, no, no, no. Um, Dame told Joe Cronin, the Blazers GM, he said, if you don't trade me to the Heat, I'd like to come back to Portland. I, and Joe I Cronin, about this. Joe Cronin said, no. <laughs> Which is like, and everyone's like, oh, this paints Dame in such a better light. This is like, it makes sense. Like, screw the Blazers. No, it doesn't. No. If, if you're the Blazers, Damian Lillard just made it clear. He does not want to be there. He wants to go to the Heat. And then for him to say, well, and if you're not going to do that, just take me back. I don't want you back. You don't want to be here. So why? Like, and also, you should have started this rebuild so many years ago. There's no going back. I, I the people who say, oh, this paints Dame in so much better light, that doesn't make any sense. Does this not. Is, like, I wouldn't want him back either. Right? Am I crazy? If, 
if Dave wanted to come back to the Blazers, it doesn't mean that he wasn't a pain in the ass for the last two and a half months. Like, it doesn't <laughs> mean he was right to be like, I'm only going to play for Miami. You guys can't trade me anywhere else. You guys, if you trade me to another team, I'm not going to play. So you guys have to take whatever Miami sends you and your franchise is going to be screwed for years to come. I tweeted out yesterday. It's the, the Seinfeld where George quits his job and then he realizes he shouldn't have quit his job. So he just tries to show up on Monday and act like he never quit. Mm. And then they're like, what the hell are you doing here? You just quit. So yeah, I really don't think, uh, Portland is wrong in this situation to be like, you kind of burned your bridges here, dude. You're not really going to play with us this year. Yeah, I agree. Cause it was just such a black or bad. white. Like he's only going to Miami and Portland is, is wrong. They, they owe it to him. Like they painted the Blazers in such a bad light. I don't blame him one bit. Maybe I'm biased. Cause I was sick of this whole no, thing. No, I agree. But- I agree with you before we move on to the next thing. Also, I just, if you're, if you're a true Celtics fan, you watch the whole podcast. This is Derek White and Jalen Brown at the Colorado game with Will Ferrell. It's Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I was. I had to bring He's it up. Tall. I had to put it just, just because he is tall, right? Yeah. Like, how tall is Will? That's Ferrell? like Let a good showing up. from Will Ferrell. Like, see, like a viral picture of yourself with a couple six NBA three? players. Will Ferrell six three. Good for Will Ferrell. Mm. Um. All right. Next thing, uh, is Jordan Poole. <laughs> Got punched last season. Sure we did. now know what he reportedly said to Draymond. Where'd this come from and what he says, Sam? Tell me. He uh, told Draymond he was an expensive backpack for Steph Curry. <laughs> and then Draymond punched the shit out of him. Rightfully so. Have some respect. Draymond, part of uh, four championship teams with the Warriors. He was part of three before oh. Poole got there. He yeah. may not be what he once was, but he's still a quality player. And I know Celtics fans don't really like him, so they might not like to hear that. Yeah. But I don't know. Draymond does a lot of important things for the Warriors. He's an important cog in their machine. He knows where Curry wants to be. He knows how to set guys up right. He's important to them. Like we're he's clearly more important than Poole. Poole's yeah. gone. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I deserve to get punched for saying that. You can't be saying that to the champ. Uh, next thing we have, Giannis had no role in the Damian Lillard trade is the news that we got. Um, this is from Woj directly. He literally played no role. Woj said on NBA today, like, okay. They obviously know that like they're friends and like, he's going to be fine with the trade, but like to hear that Giannis didn't necessarily like play a role. Like, I don't doubt that he influenced the bucks to make the trade. Like him saying, wink, wink, do this. But the fact that Giannis like didn't directly say, go get Dame is like, that's like it makes it seem like a bigger risk for Milwaukee in that case. Cause like we've talked about this when the trade happened. Giannis could still leave in two years. Like this this doesn't guarantee he stays. Like if they don't win a championship in the next two years, like he could just say, Yeah, I'm still gone. And then the Bucks are really screwed, right? So I don't know. Just it, interesting. Weird. But uh we'll see. Yeah, Any thoughts? I, I, I don't care. I mean, he could still leave technically. We we have a lot of basketball to watch before that becomes a real possibility, though. So we really can't speculate too too much. Right now, in a in a vacuum, he shouldn't leave. Like they just went out and got Damian Lillard for him. Like, but you never know. Like things happen, things don't go to plan, frustrating exits of the playoffs, etc. Like you could see it. Sure. Sorry Next. if you're watching on YouTube, you just watch me kill a bug. No, oh, I thought you were trying to clean your camera. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was by the camera. There was a bug that landed right by. So I was like, let me. Uh, uh, <laughs> Drew Holiday talk and Jack commits murder on camera. <laughs> 
man. All right. Next thing. The Heat don't want James Harden. This came out from who said this? They said Jackson and Chang of the Miami. Yeah, Jackson and Chang. They said it doesn't appear the Heat are interested in pursuing Harden. You know what? First thing that's happened this summer in the context of the Heat that I'm like, yeah, makes sense. There you go. Good, good, good for the Heat. They don't want. Him. Yeah, they, they shouldn't want. I don't think anybody should want James Harden. He he doesn't have the leverage to be this much of a pain in the ass anymore. He just doesn't yep. have some respect, and they are in this case. So good for them. This next Last... one's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. So Raptors and Siakam extension talks have stalled. This is from Michael mm. Grange of Sportsnet. Said that uh, Siakam and the Raptors are quote taking a wait and see approach before determining whether they have a future together. Uh, if Toronto struggles out the gate, it's possible, if not likely, um, that Siakam will find himself on the trade block ahead of the deadline. If I'm the Raptors, so I fumbled the bag because he's going to be less valuable by the deadline. Like mm. this, this makes the, the way they're doing this makes no sense. Just, just trade him now. Like I think everybody sucks him here. Summer. So <clears throat> yeah. here's why everybody sucks here. One, the Ra- Raptors have been so headstrong that they will not rebuild. Blah blah blah. They're keeping this team together. Part of the reason why is because all reports and indications have pointed to Siakam wanting to re-up there and stay in Toronto. Even though we've talked about it making no sense, that's been what's been reported. So now all of a sudden he doesn't want to sign an extension. Why? You just prevented them from using you in trades all summer. Maybe that was why. But the, the team couldn't use him in any trade this summer because the consensus was he doesn't want to be anywhere else. They could have went and got Sorry. Dame. They could get in on Drew Holiday if they want Drew Holiday. Sorry, they could have did something and in, in helped their team actually get better instead of being middling again. Yes, I agree. Sorry, I was committing a second murder while you were talking. Man, uh, <laughs> one more, you're a serial killer. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at it. I want the title. Uh, All yeah, right. No, <laughs> weird thing. Reddit Hit me with post. the Reddit most of the day. What is the dumbest play in the NBA that you can remember that actually worked out? This randomly came to mind for me for some reason, but Matt Barnes taking his half-court shot with plenty of time left on the clock Mm -hmm. while an open teammate was there, and he had a timeout Mm -hmm. ready, and he ended up being a game winner. Anything off the top of your head, Jack? That was the one I was thinking of. I don't – I'm pretty sure this was the same game. Do you remember the game – where LeBron missed an open layup against the Wizards to tie yes. or something. But then a yes. few plays later, didn't he hit a three to win the game? So it was fine. Yes, he did. So that, that's the only other thing I can remember. Okay, that's that, a good like, one. Something like that, yeah. Uh, top. I only did this one because I wanted to go through the comments because I thought it would be funny. I don't have anything off the top of my head that worked out. Uh, th- there's one that I can think of that screwed the Celtics. It was a smart play, but it screwed them. Is when, uh, mm. in the bubble, Tice dunked on a pick and roll with Kemba and put them up two on the Raptors, and then OG had enough time for a three. If he did a layup, the clock probably would have went out. That's the only thing. Yeah, but another one. Uh, is, go ahead. And I was just saying, another one is probably the Cavs fouling Grant Williams in the last couple of minutes. It worked out for them yeah, pretty I'm well. Make both. Yeah, Grant's <laughs> saying he's going to make both. It worked out for Cleveland. Uh. Top reply, Greg Oden being the sixth blazer on the court and dunking uncontested. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Kobe sealing the game on a clutch fast break dunk because Link Lakers set up for the inbound at their own basket. <clears throat> the Hornets literally defended the wrong basket and Kobe just took off running. Still blows my mind. It's a good one. Good Hornets, man. <laughs> We've got a nine-year-old shouting at the top of her lungs. This is true. Yeah. It worked. It worked. 
Giannis taking a step back three at the end of regulation versus Brooklyn to force overtime. I screamed at my TV when he shot that. This was also the shot that made him the all-time leading scorer for the Bucks. interesting enough. <laughs> uh, having Trey dis- defend Simmons in the paint, and we'll end on that. Having, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that yep. did work out. Uh, also, the Hornets are having Kai Jones be away from the team indefinitely. That just came through from Shams yep. in case you're interested. We haven't talked about it, but that whole thing is very weird, and I don't know what's happening. Mm. But don't care. Let's move on to the rat list. Uh, do you want to lead this off, or do you want me to go? You go ahead. All right. Rat list. Let me scroll down here. First one. What do I got? Uh, Yvonne Tony. This is a niche rat list. Yvonne Tony, who has been, he's the reason I started rooting for Brentford. He's an English football player, uh, is leaving. He just hasn't played for the mm. team this year. He, he's going to get transferred to Arsenal or Chelsea. Have some respect. Out. Out on yeah. it. Rat list, Yvonne Tony. Also, just got caught like gambling on like 200 something matches. And so, like, there was a whole saga. And now he's just going to leave for a big club, anyways. Rat. Ratless Yvonne mm. Tony. Okay. Out. Yeah. I'll remember this when uh, you're like, well, this player's entitled to this. Uh, it's different because I don't cover the league and I'm a fan <laughs> of this instead of a media <laughs> member. So it's not the same thing. <clears throat> Rat. Uh, Rat list is uh, the police. Uh, don't worry. So me and some friends were playing basketball on Thursday. And Jack, you've been to this court. It was the outdoor court near my house. Just to paint the picture for you, there was a small parking lot by the court outside where there are plenty of parking spaces for all of us to play and put our cars while we're on the court. Uh, Hmm. We're in the middle of playing and an officer pulls in and he comes up to the fence and he says, hey, just want to let you guys know you're not supposed to park here after dark. Well, buddy. Where would you like, and mind you, the lights on the quarter on, so it's like not like you're not supposed to be there at night. Yeah. So where would you like us to put our cars? In the lot that uh, has the sign that says for basketball park parking only? Maybe there, right? No, go park across the street. Okay. Is that what he said? Yeah. And then in my head, I was like, well, I actually would like to see him try and tow all of us. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good rat list. Did anybody give him pushback, or are you just like, okay, whatever? We just like whatever. He well, because he was like, he was like, I'm not gonna do anything this time, but next time, like, just no. Again, like, bring the tow truck. Ratless, I want to yeah. see literally all ten cars that were there. Try and tow all of them. Yeah, was this at the place that I played before, or is this yes. different? Okay, yeah. yeah. What what, where else would you park? Yeah, rat list. I agree. All right, my next rat list: people who call fall autumn. Hmm. That's stupid call it fall that that's the extent of the rat list there, there i've just seen it on instagram a few times i like just well instagram is a, it's not rat hole like many yeah, a rat. no i agree i agree but this is spawned from it and this is something that i thought of it, it name one time ever that you're talking you're like oh yeah my favorite my favorite season is actually autumn you sound like an asshole <laughs> you do tell me i'm wrong tell me sit there and tell me like i'm wrong that that, that's, that sentence... that's a good line jack good job it, am, am i wrong though if that no, you are, somebody you're absolutely if, right. The only time I would use autumn is if I'm writing something and I'm trying to vary yes, if my you words. Want to make it sound like an, like you're pretentious. Not <laughs> even what, that. It's just like if I like I don't want to keep change you know how it gets when you yeah, write. Yeah, like yeah. you don't want to say fall, fall, fall. You say fall, seven footer instead of person. Yes, you say this yes. instead of this. Yes. But like if you are talking to a stranger and they say, Oh yeah, my favorite season was autumn, you don't talk to that person mm. again willingly. Like like that's a red flag. Out. Out on autumn, call it fall, be normal. That that's my okay. yeah, good pick. Good pick. Um so yesterday, Friday, 
at work, we had the culmination of a week long, like, uh, in a, what are they development week? Yeah. It, sure. it was, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of fun. Actually. I actually kind of enjoyed it, sure. but each day we started off with Kahoot trivia games and my team was in the top two after Thursday. So on Friday, we got to participate in a family feud in front of the audience of literally everybody else that did not make it fun. Great, great job by our team planning that. And also my, our team making it. Uh, so we win the game and I get to play fast money. Now, if you've never played family feud or seen family feud mm. mm-hmm. after whichever team wins, they pick two people from their team and they will both have 35 seconds to Uh, come up with the top response to five different questions. So I went second. Somebody else went first. I come back in the room. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of pumped up, like whatever. Fast money is fun. Fast money is fun. Uh, The first question was, if you were taking a tour of the solar system, our solar system, where would you want to go first? Mars. And then I said, the sun. Okay. <laughs> and so then the rat- air this- came out of the room. So is this rat list yourself? <laughs> yeah, rat list me for being brain dead. For being a fucking moron. <laughs> I did get five points though. So somebody else... That they serve, uh, like they actually ask people from our company yeah. these questions, and our team ended up winning. But I actually, you, somebody else must have said this. Did you say Mars first and then said the sun second? No. Or was the sun your first answer? <laughs> yeah, I only had one answer. <laughs> I, I know, I but if you there... say, if you go second, you say the, the same answer as the first person, then you get to, like, you get to say another one. Yes, you know, they're so, like, that's already taken. Okay. So, wow. Also, not for nothing, the top answer was uh, Saturn. You can't go on Saturn. Like, you're going to, you'll still die. Like, there is a reason. Like, you can say, like, oh, Sam, like, you can't go to the sun. You're going to die. But, like, there's a reason, like, why we're only on Earth. Like, you'll die no matter where you go. Yeah, but, like, absolutely, like, I get why it is a dumb answer. The curiosity of what's going on with the sun is a good question. Like, it's a good thing to think about. And you will die if you get too close to the sun. But you'll also die if you go on Jupiter because you're going to get sucked into the middle of the planet because their gravity is so strong. It should be Mars overwhelmingly first, the moon second, and then everything past that, like, maybe Pluto. Saturn was the number one answer. Yeah, that's dumb. That's also dumb. Um, But sure. Okay. Uh, Ratless, the Ryder Cup US team. Now, Sam, you have no fucking idea what this is, I assume. No, I know what it is. Ryder Cup is probably the best thing in golf for for people who don't care about golf. That Ryder I Cup is see. Ryder Cup is basically US gets 12 players, Europe gets 12 players, best golfers in the world. They play scramble I believe on the first day, alternate shot or, or best ball or something some other format on the second day and then another scramble. Uh scramble by the way Sam, scramble's fire. You, you know what a scramble is? Uh no. So you get no. like Let's say we were in a scramble with like Frank and Joe or whoever plays like golf, right? We all take four shots off the tee. Like we all shoot our own shots. We take the best one. Then we all shoot from that spot. Then we take, then we all shoot from that spot. Then we take the best one. So it's basically like team, team golf. It's usually like 
you're playing a bunch of against a bunch of other scramble teams. So like every time your boy hits a great shot, you're like, let's go. Like you get pumped up. Like it's hype. It, it is the most hype it's form like a real of golf sport. with your yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Fuck you. Um, so Ryder Cup is basically US versus Europe teams, right? Like yep. you're with your teams, you're battling against each other, you're trying to beat them at every hole. And so you see all these moments of like if they hit a good shot, they go to the team, and they're like, ah! they start screaming on the golf course. It's it's hype as shit. Um yep. sure. the US lost every single match on the first day. <laughs> oh. They went 0 and 4. So ratless the US. They they're terrible. Um Ryder Cup is fire though. If if you are interested in golf, I'm not talking to you. If you're interested in golf at all, but are bored by the general, like watching tournaments, watch the Ryder Cup. It's a good like, OK, this is actually fun. So. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, why don't you read your last one? Because it seems like a very sure. quick one and then do the email and then I'll close. Mm -hmm. So gas station parking is very much like go to the correct urinal in the bathroom. It's the same thing. <clears throat> mm. If so, like the general gas station, let's say there's like four pumps and there's one pump on each side of those four stations, right? <clears throat> You're supposed to go to one, pull all the way through so you can easily get out. Wrong ways to park at the gas station. Going to a pump, not pulling all the way through so the next person can't get through. Rat, right? Parking backwards so you're facing the inside of the gas station so there's no room for somebody to get in. Right. Like it's really not that that hard people just park the correct way so other people can get out without having to a back up or they can actually get to the pump without going around you like it, it, it's just like people don't think about stuff when they go places like it's not like it would have taken them that much longer to park the correct way you just pull forward five feet or, or correct if you're turned around you just go to a different one that's open like and it makes more sense of like it's a busy gas station you have to go to the only one that's there for you like an empty gas station and you're parked the wrong way there's no excuse you're a moron that's it <clears throat> right and so so ratless that i'll tell also, you what there's nothing worse than driving a car you don't drive usually and having to get gas yes. and you're like what side is the pump on yeah well they have that, a little my dad arrow. taught me yes the arrow in there my dad taught me that um rj also submitted a ratless so we're gonna go over his quick ratless the celtics roster no, no not no, how it's no, been no, constructed no, 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 no. how it's displayed on boston's official nba website and how badly it's been managed uh, over the years Here's a link to it so you can see the current state. I will look at it in a sec after I read this. I've attached a screenshot from my phone of one section just a few moments ago. <clears throat> this is 929, 1038 Pacific. Thank you for the day. Uh, it's prior to media day, so new arrivals, Jay Scrum, Lamar Stevens being in their old unis doesn't bug me much. Uh, Jordan Walsh having a gray silhouette is understandable until you remember he and Scrub played in Vegas. So why couldn't we get a picture uh, from there to use? Another edit is keeping their numbers from previous teams. Scrub won't be wearing zero with Boston no matter what. Uh, that is true. <clears throat> that is a big rat list. Having him a zero, that's stupid. Yes. Um, and speaking of Jason Tatum, guard forward, really? That is a bit weird. Uh, as minorly as annoying as these are, wait until after media day when traditionally many of these photos won't be updated because adding digital media to a website takes so long. Maybe Boston uh, web team will be better this season, but we shall see. And here is the roster as it's listed on the actual website. I guess it's fine here, but like I do see what you're saying. Like Jerry so, won't be wearing zero. A lot I of these think he has a point because if you are doing a Jordan Walsh article and you mm -hmm. look for a featured image, they did a media shoot with Jordan Walsh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like at the very least, his gripe about that is legit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Regardless, the NBA website roster sucks. Use basketball reference. Use real GM. Use anything else. The NBA website sucks. It does suck. <clears throat> Even though you have to use it sometimes to find very first, it's it's fine for stats. Like it's good I for think stats. It still sucks on stats. But it's tough. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so yesterday, Ratless, uh, my girlfriend. Yesterday, I. This is a long preface to the story. I'm sorry. So, few. I don't know. Whenever Oppenheimer was out, me and my friends went and saw it at my local showcase theater. Right at the showcase, they have popcorn, and then at this showcase, they also happen to have flavored popcorn, which you know that the two of us are a fan of. They have popcorn with Oreos mixed in. It's excellent. It's fantastic. I have been thinking about this popcorn since I went to that Oppenheimer showing. A few weeks back, my girlfriend and I go to a different theater closer to her. Does not have it, despite being a showcase. Fine. Oof. So yesterday, we go. Before we, we're going to a movie. Before we go, I stop at a candy store. Because I knew they would have flavored popcorn, so I got a thing mm. of popcorn for myself. We get to the theater. All of a sudden, this showcase is up to speed, modernized, has the Oreo popcorn. So now I have this other popcorn I bought. So this is like a double Ratless. Ratless showcase for all, like not all updating at the same time. Okay? So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get the popcorn here. I'll save this other popcorn for being at home. Because, I mean, I still got it downstairs. It's not going anywhere. Mm. That's fine. We're at the little snack bar. I'm like... Is uh, mm. is this the popcorn in question? This uh... uh, No, that's not it. No. Oh. Like, they have... When you go to the movies, like, you know how they have those big, like... like I don't even know what I would call them. Like, like the, oh. the, the big, like, container with all the popcorn in it. Oh, wait a second. I found it. Sorry, I, I wanted yeah. to find an image because I was confused. I believe this is what you're referencing. Let me, let me pull it up here for the for the YouTube watchers. Pull it is up. Is this what you're talking about? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, okay. So yeah, they yeah. have it like this, and this is heated, so it's very good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. So I'm at the thing, and I'm like, would you like one? Would you like your own container of this? And then she said, no. Mm. so we're sitting in there and she's like can i try one i said like, yes and, and we had just eat eaten so i could understand like she's not try one is fine thing. yeah try one is fine yeah yeah so she tries it she's like oh my god this is really good and she keeps oh, no. having it and then she says are you gonna be mad at me if i keep having this and then i have to say no <laughs> what else am i gonna say of course and yeah. then she continues i said you know what you have this one i'm gonna go grab my own that way I can just have it. So sure. Ratless her for just not saying yes <laughs> to wanting her second one. Now, I know that this is not a thing that has only happened to me. I know this is a thing that happens to everybody. It's not a, a unique it's a classic. story. It's a classic. But when it happens to you, it hits different. <laughs> yes, correct. That it does. That it does. All right. We can wrap it there. It doesn't now, matter. Sam. I still love her. Just in case she listens. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. Um. All right. Now, we can outro here. Sam, you mentioned you wanted to play a game this time, and I figured I'd save it for the outro because I forgot about it the intro. You wanted to start playing Who He Play For. Would you like to do a quick oh. game of Who He Play For here as the outro? No. Is the outro of the no, show? You want to save it? Yeah. Right. I want it to be like an actual – like I don't want it to be an afterthought. Like this would be a good way to get people caught up. That's fine. All right. We'll keep it for Who He Play For. We had too much NBA news. I was going to do it then, but we had a lot of stuff. So we can save it. Thank you all for tuning in to How About Them Celtics. We appreciate you all sticking with us through the offseason and we're starting to get to the season now so continue to do that thanks for tuning in check us out on spotify and apple leave us five stars 
Subscribe to How About Them Celtics on YouTube and leave us a comment if you'd like. Appreciate y'all for listening and I'll let Sam take it out. Hey, thank you very much for listening or watching. You made it. Next time we do a show, we're going to have real stuff. Media Day. Jack will have stories. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube for that. Follow us on Spotify and Apple as well. If you're on YouTube, hit the notification bell so you don't miss it. Uh, you can leave a like and comment too. We like that stuff. Social media at How About Them Seas. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook is just the name of the podcast. So you can just do a quick search. You can find Jack on Twitter at Jack's Money Bay. You can find me at Sam LaFrance NBA. Read the Celtics blog thing. That's it for us. Bye. Yeah.